I'm Carol Coletta, and this is Night Cities. A new kind of journalism is being born in Philadelphia. It's called The Citizen, and its purpose is nothing less than to spark a new movement of citizens who refuse to outsource leadership to a political class. The Citizen hopes to convince Philadelphians that citizenship is something they must actively and urgently claim. Jeremy Nowak is chairman of the Citizens Board of Directors and an opinion writer for the organization. Jeremy, the Philadelphia Citizen launched first as a series of events, then added a blog and a newsletter, and soon you're going to launch a major website. What's the idea behind the Philadelphia Citizen? The idea is to animate uh, Philadelphians who are interested in becoming more involved in the city and are interested in finding solutions for problems that we all know exist. And, you know, we're a city with two stories. We've got a city that's got extreme level of poverty and some difficulties and some old politics. And then we also are an extraordinary place with new energy, entrepreneurship, new problem solvers, lots of young people. And we're using the citizen as a platform to help people become from both of those cities to become more active citizens who understand issues and who can be given the tools and the ideas to participate in their uh, city and in the solutions to problems that are in the city. We're, we're uh, doing it uh, in a number of ways. Uh, I think our uh, you know, major, the major way we look at the world is that uh, journalism can, have a, can be fair or, or objective and still have a point of view particularly around creating solutions. And to create solutions or to offer solutions or to be a platform where lots of people become part of creating solutions, uh, you have to have a certain uh, humility about what you're doing. That is, you have to assume that great things are happening outside of uh, your small group and that those kinds of solutions and great ideas are already going on and that sometimes people need just to understand them better and to become aware of it. And at the same time, you have to have, along with that humility, enough of ego, enough ambition, to have a sense that uh, we can uh, offer these things broadly and become the kind of platform where people can uh, find a home. So it is a solutions-based journalism. It's a kind of journalism that views the story that uh, as a beginning of, uh, of an event and not the end of an event. So if we do a story on, say, community colleges, then we will offer more examples of what's going on afterward. We'll offer follow-up. We'll provide forums for people to talk about it will give people access to data, comparative data, on community colleges, and uh, it'll become, it'll become, the story will become alive by having citizens be part of it. We'll do it in a way where we'll also link stories to actual events so that we'll have speakers at, at events. People will have a sense that they own the conversation, that they're not simply uh, an audience in the traditional sense of being an audience to reading something. I I think we're trying to do one other thing, which is really important, and that is that we're trying to offer a good amount of content. 
And when I say that, I, I mean, you know, there is a sense in media now uh, that you often get uh, there, you know, we're overwhelmed with sources, and some of that is wonderful. We're overwhelmed with aggregators who can provide lots of different options for you. But often the stories and often the commentary in a, in a Twitter world is pretty light. Uh, and sometimes, frankly, we have utilized attitude as a substitute for content, for doing something in depth. I think we've been a little bit better in the uh, national media that way. We're trying to be the local analog to what happens in some of the better national media platforms by doing columns and analyses that really have a lot more depth. So our columns, a column that would typically be 700 words in a newspaper, in a conventional paper, uh, we will sometimes be, you know, 1,400 words and will give lots more history. It will not only give a point of view, it will not only agitate and ask some tough questions, but it will give a little bit more history. Uh, of the around the institution or around the issues so people can really situate it in place and in time. Jeremy, Philadelphia, like a lot of cities, has an abysmal rate of participation in local elections by the electorate. What makes you think there's the appetite for 1,400 words on an issue uh, in Philadelphia? And what makes you believe that people will be led from the Philadelphia citizen to voting? So to be perfectly frank, we don't know whether that will happen. And so like many things that we do, you know, this is a, this is a work in progress where we are uh, trying out a variety of things and we'll know whether we're successful over the next couple of years or we're whether, you know, part of a set of efforts that are helping to change this. We do think part of the apathy comes from the fact that uh, it has always, often these conversations have not been about content, but they've been, particularly in elections, not about ideas in in a city like Philadelphia, but they've been around the horse race of the election, and that's natural. The papers would cover it that way. But we think there are big issues, and if you could get people involved in those issues, whether it's pension fund reform or whether it's you know, the tax structure, whether it's the rate of business startups, that you can get people that have not been part of the political conversation with a small p, but who are active in their city, active in their region, and can connect themselves from their issues to politics with a small p, we think we can bring more people in. Now, we don't have proof of it. You know, we're too young, too small, uh, but we'll see over the next couple years. I do think one of the problems, and this is a problem in local politics everywhere, is that in a lot of local political situations, rates of participation have plummeted dramatically. I think they go up when there are national elections, uh, you know, or, you know, uh, at the same time, they go down when there are not national elections. In a city like Philadelphia, which has really one political party, it is a, you know, there's some sense that there really are no alternatives, and they're not sure really where that, where the alternatives would come from. And so I I do think, though, that there is a growing constituency for ideas. There's a growing constituency for change. Some of that constituency, however, comes from people 
who have done very well in life and are doing very well by not having to deal with local politics and not having to deal with local policy. And, you know, this, there's this, in Philadelphia, we often think that good things happen despite bad politics. Uh, and the politics have been, we have a pretty good mayor in the last couple of years, and the politics have been somewhat better. But the sense is that good things are happening, uh, but much of those good things are disconnected from local policy. Now, enough good things are happening. There's enough centers of excellence. There's enough great civic entrepreneurs. There's enough terrific things going on in, in schools and in universities and in our, our cultural institutions that we're going to get over the next couple of years, we believe, to a tipping point. And that tipping point will happen when the parts, well, those kinds of things that I just mentioned, become irresistible to the whole. Right now, the parts in Philadelphia are a lot better than the whole. But eventually, I think that will begin to change. And I think it is starting to change uh, right now, and I think it will continue to change. You assert that Philadelphia needs a movement of citizens who refuse to, as you say, outsource leadership to a political class long characterized by an insidious transactional culture. And I, I want to put the emphasis there, even though it's probably the least um, charged of the words, movement, because you actually invite people who read the Philadelphia Citizen to become, in effect, a member, to sign up for a manifesto, I mean, to sort of get involved in as more than just a reader. Talk about what a movement looks like from your perspective. So I think, first of all, and I don't want to be too abstract here, but I think, first of all, it's a bit of a state of mind. You know, the word citizenship is a word that we toss around and we've, you know, thought about since, uh, you know, middle school or high school civics. Uh, but when we spend some time reflecting on it, one of the really important things about citizenship is that it isn't something that is just, it shouldn't be viewed anyway, as something that is just given to you or passively inherited, but something that you have to claim and sometimes reclaim. So being a citizen means being active, it means being uh, informed, and it means being able to speak, to be part of a group of people who can speak toward, for the whole, not just to their part of a city or of a state or of a nation or of the globe, but can speak for the whole and to do it and to believe that they have a contribution to make. So it's the state of mind is that it's something you are actively reclaiming, that it is something that you do not therefore passively inherit, and it is something that requires a high level of participation and information and deliberation. In order to have a great city, you have to increasingly have people that reclaim the notion of citizenship. They, they resist the idea that they're only going to take care of their small part of, of uh, their personal business. They understand that public life is probably the most important thing, a, a, an interactive, diverse, and in many ways transparent public life becomes really key to a democratic 
future. So we see the citizen as a launching pad for that kind of movement, which is, first of all, state of mind, getting people to think about themselves as active. Secondly, not to say that here's what you should think. We're not ideologues. We don't think we have answers. We think collectively we have a lot of answers. We have points of view. We have the ability to analyze things. We have the ability to aggregate information. We welcome people into that conversation. We bring people together with sometimes experts that have more information than us. And we create the kind of common and public dialogue that allows people to think about things in a different way. So what we want to be is the place in which those problems get named and in which potential solutions are articulated and which lots of different people with different ideas can come together in order to pose those things. But most importantly, in order to understand that, you know, when we say take the pledge, we're saying take the pledge to be a citizen, take the pledge to be active and informed, take the pledge to understand that this is your place, this is your neighborhood, this is your city, this is your state. Take that pledge. Like the Green Bay Packers, the citizen is intended to be owned by citizens, by Philadelphians. What's the support model or the revenue model for that? So we're starting uh, with getting a group of people who are uh, individuals and institutions who have put together already over the last year, put together money for us to first start the blog and then build the website. And they're people who can afford. We, we, we intentionally did not start with one big donor, as some other great papers, uh, you know, alternative papers like uh, Texas Tribune and um, uh, ProPublica and others have. So we did not start with a donor who said, here's you know, $2 million or $3 million or here's an endowment. We have had some people that have stepped forward with uh, a good amount of money to, to get us going. We have a small core of people who are doing this. And we are going to build to a place where we are, you know, running uh, on a relatively uh, humble budget of about six, seven hundred thousand dollars a year for the first couple of years with donors, uh, individual and institutional donors that are all giving between fifty and one hundred thousand dollars. Uh, we have an independent board that we're uh, we've organized. We're organizing right now. I'm actually chairing that board. Uh, we are moving, we will then sell shares to smaller donors. We'll ask people to be small donors the way they would be of, uh, you know, buying a piece of the Green Bay Packers. They're not going to get those shares back. They're not going to be liquid traded on a stock market, but there'll be shares in something that they own. And we'll want to then have smaller members uh, be a piece of the citizens so that they can have a sense of ownership from it. We will also do what the Texas Tribune does, which is run a set of membership programs, including uh, lots of special events, and provide information and data around the three in the three areas where we have the most interest, which is education, entrepreneurship, and politics slash policy. And uh, as we do that, we expect to raise more and more money from member services and from the events. And hopefully we'll have to do less and less uh, indirect fundraising. That's, that's the way our business plan has it right now. But it's, it's evolving. Uh, we're just getting off the ground. We love the response that we've gotten so far. And we uh, look forward to moving it forward. The citizen writes about the Wawa of citizenship. 
What's the Wawa's <laughs> citizenship? Well, you know that's great. So Wawa's, if you're if you're from the Philadelphia area, is a uh, a convenience store, which is sort of one notch up of most convenience stores that you can come in, and it has actually I think if you remember uh, Romney when he ran as a presidential candidate, got in trouble by saying that more things should work like a Wawa. Because it's a it's a place where you can come in and you've got lots of choices, and you can actively you can come in and you can make your own sandwich, and they have a really great electronic system for coming in, ordering your food, and getting it done really easily. So they have great tools for consumers, and they deliver a great product. So it is efficient, it is effective. The product is good, and the consumer participates in creating the product uh, in in the process of making something. So, if we could be a Wawa, we would be uh, we would be a citizen store where you can be part of that, particularly in the use of tools. Jeremy, are you finding that the citizen is appealing across age uh, and across income? I'm curious what you know to date about the demographics. We don't know enough, but what we do know is that we've had a huge millennial pop, and we have had incredible interest from people in their 20s and 30s that they they come to events, they do lots of hits on the articles, they want to participate in things. We've co-sponsored events with Young Involved Philadelphia. Uh, so we think that we've become uh, quite a center for that. Uh, we think that the the work, you know, we're trying to be edgy and content-based and, as I said, had a point of, have a point of view, but we're trying to do it in ways that are respectful and are not personalizing. So if you go through the articles, and there may be exceptions, it's interesting to think about the kind of tone you're setting the tone is not a tone of going after people. It's going after issues. And I think uh, that has had a pretty broad appeal. But we've done much better with millennials than we probably thought we would. But from the people that you know we can track who's opening things, we have a pretty good mailing list. Uh, we get a good number. Our unique hit level has really gone up pretty significantly over the last few months. I think we're doing really well, I think, across the board, but I, I don't think our data is good enough to say that. I do think we've been surprised at the millennial support. Uh, are we cross-cultural? Do we have supporters from all different racial and ethnic groups? Yes, although I would say that you know part of the two-city issue in Philadelphia is you've got this extraordinary, extraordinarily thriving downtown with, depending on how you measure and chart out what the downtown is, there's as many as 175,000 people that live in the downtown now. Uh, a lot of newcomers, pretty high income, high levels of education. And I'd say that we get, and it's a great walking city, right? And, and I'd say we get a lot of support from those folks. Um, but I think if I look at the faces, and I know a lot of the people that are involved from the, from the come to events, I think we've done pretty well in neighborhoods. Uh, I think we will get better, hopefully, at understanding that. We want to do neighborhood dinners and conversations with people. 
Uh, as we build budget, we're going to uh, have people that do nothing but reporting in those places. But we want it to be substantive. We just don't want to do content because we need to put more content on the page. You know, we, we, there's, there's, there's tons of outlets in Philadelphia, and I'm sure in all localities for that. We're not trying to fill space. We're trying to fill it with content. And so even if we put out only one or two news stories a day, that's fine if it's meaningful and if it's, a, and it's, and it's useful and it shows, you know, some breadth of understanding and research where necessary. And if it's followed up with the right kind of conversations, the right kind of dialogue, you know, the right kind of uh, potential around solutions. I did something on policing not long ago that uh, talked about uh, what some of the programs are in Philadelphia that have been successful, but, but we haven't expanded enough that have been really helpful with reducing gun violence. And, you know, the comments we got for that, the amount of readership was really extraordinary. In some ways, you'll get more, you know, you'll get one kind of readership that'll pick up on that. We're going to host an event sometime, I believe, in May that will bring people together from that world and we'll have that conversation. And uh, when there's a new mayor, we'll ask those questions. You know, we can, we, we have some things that have worked. What's the holdback to do more of them, to be even more effective? What's, what are the issues? And I think that's the, that's the kind of thing we're looking for. You started, as I said, with events. Then you added the blog and the newsletter, and you're going to launch a major new website. When does the site yes. launch? So we're hoping the site will launch uh, sometime in the summer, starting under construction now. Uh, we've got a design, which uh, we can share with interested people. In the design, you can see uh, our perspective that we're doing not only telling stories, but that there's lots of opportunities for talking to people about about what kind of actions uh, they might uh, take if they're interested in, you know, to follow up. Uh, what uh, there's lots of opportunities for people to do interaction with us. We've got lots of opportunities for people to see what kind of commentary is going on uh, around the story. We're going to give people options and uh, to become, uh, you know, a citizen writer uh, occasionally so we can get people that have something to say. We'll obviously vet it. It isn't just, you know, we'll play some curatorial role uh, just the way I think a good editor is. But we'll invite guest, uh, guest writers in for various things to do uh, significant, more significant uh, columns. And there'll be uh, a database uh, for people to then go and, and u utilize tools of various kinds to explore the issues uh, that we lay out in the three areas of education, entrepreneurship, and politics. And I think we'll have a really, really uh, good site up and going, certainly by uh, September. Jeremy, I love anyone who's trying to bring back the idea of citizenship, active citizenship. So thanks for what you're doing at The Citizen, and thanks for being our guest on Night Cities. Carol, thank you so much. Jeremy Nowak is chairman of The Citizen's Board of Directors and an opinion writer for the organization. You can find The Citizen on the web at thephillycitizen.com. You can follow us on Twitter at hashtag Night Cities and at C. Coletta. Sign up for our newsletter at nightfoundation.org forward slash podcast to get the five things you should know from this interview 
and other interviews. You've been listening to Night Cities. I'm Carol Coletta.